Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, I'm Kelsey Matheson. You are listening to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, and this is episode number 48. Well, ladies, how's business? Today, we're going to talk about email marketing. I'm sure that some of you have an email list, and some of you might not yet. And that's great. For those of you who don't, listen to me. It is time to start one. MailChimp, MailerLite, Constant Contact, Flowdesk, Active Campaign. There are so many to choose from, and a lot of them have very similar features. Where you host your website probably has a feature where you can build an email list. But here's what I know for sure. It really doesn't matter what platform you choose. You just want to choose one and start your email list, okay? Don't get caught up in the analysis paralysis with this. If you decide to change your platform in the future, it's also very, very easy to change. So here's the thing about email marketing. People want to hear from you. Okay, I did an email marketing training with my mastermind group. And here are some of the stats that I shared with them about email marketing. 49% of consumers say they like to receive emails from the brands that they like around once a week. They're totally happy to receive emails from brands that they are interested in once per week, 49%. 73% of millennials prefer business communication via email. 73%. Interesting, right? So remember, millennials right now are around the ages of 26 to 41. So I want you to think about your audience are some of the people that you serve between those ages? Are they between the ages of 26 to 41? And if so, then they prefer business communication via email. Also, the return on investment, the ROI for email is insane. For every dollar that you spend on marketing, it will bring you a return of $42. Email is not dead, my friends. You can make some serious money through your email list because it converts much higher than social media, okay? And maybe you're not at the point where you're spending money on ads and it does take some time to get those ads converting at a certain percentage. You know, there's a lot of tweaking that (laughs) that goes into your ads. You might not make that return right away, but if you focus on your ads, it can bring you a significant return. If you're not ready to put money into ads right now, that's okay then you're just investing your time and your energy, right? And so if you're investing your time and your energy, then that's like a 4,000% return on your time, right? Now, 59% of people say that their purchasing decisions are based on the emails that they've received. 59% say that, yeah, they have made purchasing decisions based on emails they received. I did this morning. I received an email from this, they do makeup and they do skincare and it's this amazing company that I love. And they have this new night serum, this new night cream. And I was like, sounds amazing. I looked at it. I read about it. It's a company that I I love. And I purchased it, right? And I want you to think about your email list as equity, okay? 
Your email list is so incredibly valuable to you as an entrepreneur. It's real equity because your list is your list. Because listen to me, you do not own your social media followers. If Facebook or Instagram were shut down today for some reason, or your account was deleted, which actually happened to a good friend of mine, her Facebook account was completely deleted. She had no idea why. This was a couple of years ago, but she spent months trying to figure out what happened. She didn't think she had done anything wrong. She hadn't broken any rules. She wasn't spamming. But after months and months and months of trying to figure out what was going on and they gave her no explanation, she had to create a brand new Facebook profile and start all over again, right? And she had something like, I don't know, almost close to 5,000 friends on Facebook when her account was deleted. And many of them were her friends and family, but of course they were past clients or current clients or potential clients. And she had to start all over again. So they can shut you down with no explanation, but you do not own those followers. And we can get into this another time, but your Facebook profile is supposed to be used for personal use. They want you to have a business page or a business profile for you to promote your business, right? And some people have gotten shut down because they're using their personal profile too much for business. Now, all that to say though is you can carefully and strategically use your personal profile to promote yourself and to promote your business. And I do highly recommend that because you're going to get the most engagement there. If you have a business profile, that's great. But if you're not spending a ton of money on ads, then the algorithm isn't going to favor your business page. But your personal profile, the algorithms will favor more so than, than your business page if you're not spending a lot of money. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going off on a bit of a tangent. But that said, we do have to be careful about how we use our personal profile page on Facebook. However, my friend who had her account deleted, I wouldn't say she was overall, you know, she was she was spammy in any way or she was pushy with her business. I mean, I've seen other profiles that I felt were much more aggressive in terms of them promoting themselves, but she was completely shut down. No explanation. Now, I don't think the majority of us have anything to worry about in this area. I think the risk is slim, but you never know, right? And just based on the principle of that, like no, given no explanation, I think that's pretty messed up. <laughs> so it's important information to have. And there's risk on Instagram as well, right? Like those influencers on Instagram who have 250,000 followers or 500,000 followers or a million followers, they don't own those followers, so unless they're doing something to get those followers on their email list, they're at risk. And if you're listening to this and you have a huge following on Instagram and are considered you know, an influencer, I hope you have a lead magnet. I hope you are driving those followers to your email list. Because when you have an email list, those people on your list have given you consent to stay connected with them. That is valuable real estate, my friends. They are telling you that they see you as important enough to give you their email address. And if they love your content, then they will stay subscribed and you will be creating raving fans. Also, when people open their email, their focus is on reading the emails. It's on deleting emails. Maybe it's on scheduling or planning what's inside those emails. But email is their focus. But it's not so much on social media. We can scroll on social media, but we're also distracted by a bunch of things. And let's say I post about my latest podcast episode on Facebook, and there's a link to go and check it out and listen. 
my post about my podcast has to be super compelling for someone to stop their scroll and check out my podcast episode. Because when we're on social media, we're just, we're typically in scroll mode. My mindset is focused on that. And so the post has to be compelling enough for me to leave my scroll. And I'm thinking like, do I have the time to leave my scroll and actually listen to a podcast right now? Do I have the energy for this right now? It's harder to tear me away from just the mindless scroll. But when you're in your email, you're already active. You're reading, you're deleting, you're organizing, you're scheduling, right? Your brain is active. You're not in mindless scrolling mode. So if you see something that catches your attention while you're in your email, you are more likely to check it out. Now, in email, with email marketing, the average open rate that you want to look for when you, you know, so you send out all of your emails, you're going to track your numbers. You want to know how many people are on my list are actually opening my email. And the average open rate is 16 to 25%. Now, this changes based on the industry that you're in. And I actually created a little infographic in my mastermind group that states very specifically what these numbers look like for the health and wellness industry. But on average, the open rate is between 16 to 25%. That's a good open rate. And the average click rate, so they open the email, but then they click on a link within that email. The average click rate is between 2 to 5%. And again, that also changes with the in, depending on the industry that you're in. And some people have above average open rates or click rates, and some people have below average open rates or click rates. And I should also say that I think it's it was an Apple update, but not necessarily. It might have just been um, an operating system issue. But basically what's happening is if you have somebody on your list who has a business email, then there are anti-spam filters within that email that's integrated within that email. And when you get your reports back, your report will show that certain emails had opened or yeah, certain email addresses had opened your email and they actually haven't. All right. So... <laughs> Let me try and be a little more clear about this. If people have a business email, the anti-spam filters that are integrated into that email platform will trigger the email to say in your email platform that they opened it, okay? So when I send out my emails to my list, this happened a few weeks ago, I noticed that two of my business emails showed on ActiveCampaign that I had opened them, that I had opened that email, but I hadn't. So I use ActiveCampaign for my email marketing and I use it for nurturing my email list. And several weeks ago, I sent out an email and the report showed that one of my email addresses, which is, I think it was Kelsey at KelseyMatheson.com, had opened the email. And another one of my business addresses, which was a Matheson Enterprise email address, it showed that it had also opened the email that I had sent. But here's the thing, I hadn't opened them. Those email addresses received the email and I could see the, my, you know, the email that I had created sitting in my inbox, but they were unopened. I never clicked on the email to open them. But the report on ActiveCampaign said that I had opened them. So do you see how this is giving me skewed information? So I don't know if, you know, I might have like a really high open rate, 30% open rate, but how do I know if that's accurate or not? So I talked with ActiveCampaign online about their online support 
And they said that the open reports and even the click-through reports can come up skewed with business emails because of the anti-spam and antivirus protections in the emails, right, that that business email platform might have. So usually this only occurs with business emails because most personal inboxes don't have the same type of security measures set up. So Active Campaign's recommendation was to tag all my contacts who have business addresses and exclude them from the has opened or has clicked segments. But here's the thing. That means my numbers are skewed either way, right? Anyway, I do have this woman. I have a woman, which I should let you let everyone know. If any of you are with Active Campaign and you need somebody to help you out with that platform, I have an amazing woman. She's very affordable. She's amazing at what she does. And she helps me with all my automations and all the things in Active Campaign. So she's going to look into more details about what should I do? Should I just leave it? and get the skewed information from the business addresses, or should I tag the business addresses and exclude them from the has opened so at least I know for sure who opened it, and I'll never know if the business addresses did or not, but you know, at least with those other numbers, I'll know that they actually, in fact, did open them. I don't know, I kind of feel like it's six of one, half dozen of the other, but it's an issue with all the email platforms, so it's good information to have, And once my active campaign person gets back to me with more information, I will be happy to pass it along to you. And look, I want to be clear, social media has its place, right? Don't get me wrong. I think it's very important. I think it's a very important piece of the whole entrepreneurial puzzle. But so is email. And email is higher converting. Not only does it convert better, but I want you to listen to me. Plain text emails convert the best. You don't need fancy graphics or images or a logo or a super sleek design or all the call to action buttons. Plain text emails that look like they come from a friend and give you the feeling that they were written specifically for you are the best converting. Fancy emails don't necessarily mean you're more legitimate. So don't let that stop you from writing the emails on your list. You're like, oh, well, it doesn't look pretty. It doesn't, you know, I don't want you to worry about any of that. Plain text emails that look like they come from a friend are the best converting. What we want to focus on is we want to focus on getting them opened. So within your email marketing, write subject lines that you would send to a friend. Don't use a ton of uppercase letters like you're yelling, like don't use all caps or don't capitalize the beginning of each word in the sentence like it's a headline. Don't use a ton of exclamation marks and things like that. Don't do that. Create curiosity, be playful, you know, like you would with a friend, and just make it personalized. I did an email uh, marketing training once, and they told us to write five subject lines and then choose the best one. So I do that now. I have to tell you, it's super helpful because coming up with five can sometimes be difficult. Sometimes I only come up with three, right? Because it really gets your brain thinking and you, you 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 strengthen those creative muscles. It's really great. But then you're like, okay, what are the best subject lines? And if I was reading this, what subject line would totally grab my attention? And I would want to open that email. And if you're in my mastermind, or maybe you're one of my clients and you're listening to this, then you've definitely heard me talk about Laura Belgray. She's the queen of subject lines. I mean, she's a copywriter. Laura Belgray is a copywriter. And she wrote for Marie Forleo, or maybe she still does. But her website is called Talking Shrimp. 
you can check out TalkingShrimp.com. I know she has a couple lead magnets, but I'm pretty sure one of the lead magnets is about um, writing copy that doesn't suck (laughs) or something like that. She's very funny. Her emails are very entertaining and her subject lines are incredible. It's worth getting on her email list just to read through her subject lines and see how she creates her emails. And again, I'm not talking about copying anybody, but you can use her for inspiration. Right. She's uh, yeah, she's she's really great. And she's a pro. She's one of the best. So let's go back to open rates. My open rate is about 25 percent, but it took me a while to get there. Yeah, when I started, my open rate was around, I don't know, anywhere from four to six percent. So it takes time to play with the content, play with the subject lines, play with the copy. But once you start to build it, once you start to build your list and you want to nurture that audience, it's really important to be consistent. You never want to leave them hanging. And remember, they want to hear from you. They've given you permission to hear from you. Don't let them down and speak to them like they're a friend. Sometimes when I write my emails, I think about one of my clients specifically or somebody in my mastermind group, and I will write that email directly to them. Like if I was going to send it to that one person. And so it helps me to clarify the message. It helps me to really align the energy. It streamlines the copy. And when your audience opens up your email, when you use this technique, they will feel heard. Because I can't tell you how many times my clients will say, oh my gosh, when I read your email, I felt like you were speaking directly to me, or it felt like you were in my head knowing exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. And that takes practice. But I would also say that it takes confidence because sometimes it's hard to know what to write. It can feel vulnerable to share. Sometimes you might feel silly or you might feel like an amateur or you're like, oh my gosh, if I make a spelling mistake or a grammatical error, then I'm going to look like an idiot. Don't worry about that. Yes, of course, make sure you proofread it or get your partner or friend to look it over. But it's not the end of the world if you send it out to your list and after the fact, you know, you realize, oh my gosh, I made a mistake or there was an error or a link didn't work or whatever. I mean, I've done it so many times. It's all good. It doesn't have to be perfect. And most of the time it won't be. But nurturing your audience and sending out consistent emails is so much better than getting yourself stuck in analysis paralysis because you're freaking out about making a mistake or looking dumb. (laughs) And look, in my mastermind group, Listen, if you're not a member, you need to sign up. But in my mastermind group, we will post emails that we're going to send out and go, hey, can somebody proofread this? Or how does this sound? Or any edits that you think I should make or whatever. And we'll offer feedback to kind of plump it up a bit. Look, your audience wants to hear from you. And they know that you're human. And that's what they love about you, right? It's a part of your charm. It makes you approachable. Mistakes are never a big deal. So get started on building your email list or nurture the one that you have. It's a huge asset as an entrepreneur, huge. And guess what? You don't even have to have anything to sell at this point. You don't even have to have an offer. Or maybe you're between launches. Give your audience, give the people on your list as much value as you can. Value, value, value. So my question for you this week is what is something I could share with my audience that they don't know about me. Now, if you have an email list, then this is gonna be your next email subject, okay? (laughs) And if you don't have an email list, create one. Start today, so many platforms, you can start with a free platform. It will not cost you any money. 
And then this could be the subject of your very first email that you send out. Okay, ask yourself, what is something I could share with my audience that they don't know about me yet? Now, and I'll also mention this, if you are starting out and you're like, well then how do I get people to sign up? Like, where do I start building this list? A couple things. You can go through your current contacts, right? Everybody that's on your personal email list and you can move over only the people that you think would be a good fit and are in your demographic. And ask your friends, ask your family, move them to your mailing list. And then your first email would out to that list. Like, let's say you have 25 people. That's great. That's a great start, right? 10 people. You move them over to your list. And then your first email would be like, hey, it's me. I've just started a new email list. I'm going to be sending out emails, like, let's say once a week or every other week. I'm going to be sharing this kind of information, this kind of value. And if you're interested, I would love you to be a part of the list. If not, please let me know. I will take you off the list immediately or you can unsubscribe below. You know, just be really honest. We don't want you to get in trouble with any anti-spamming stuff. It's just like these are the people that you know and that you love and that you reach out to and say, hey, if you'd like to be a part of my list, this is the kind of material that I'm going to be sharing. If you have any suggestions, if you would like to hear something, please let me know. And if this isn't your jam, totally cool. I will remove you from the list or you can unsubscribe here. And then you can start promoting it on social media. Like I have an email list. This is the kind of material I'm gonna be sharing. Would love for you to be a part of it. It's gonna be so beneficial. This is what you'll walk away with, et cetera, et cetera. And you start building it that way, okay? And then in, in the training that I did, I did with my mastermind, we talked about ways on how to build your email list. And you know, one of the things that I talked about with my group was like, what are some of the things that you can do? One thing every day to help build your email list. So if you're interested in that, sign up to my mastermind. That training is in the mastermind as well as all of the other trainings. Every single training I've done within that mastermind, you can access when you sign up to join and become a member. All right, that is what I have for you this week, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, I would love for you to subscribe to my podcast, leave me a review. I would be so grateful. Enjoy the rest of your week and I look forward to connecting with you again next time. Ciao for now. Hey, if you are ready to grow your business, serve more people and make more money, then I'd like to invite you to join my mastermind for female wellness entrepreneurs. If you are a life coach, a yoga teacher, retreat leader, fitness expert, massage therapist, or healer, join this amazing group of women who are working towards becoming unstoppable as they grow their businesses. You will learn what it takes to start making at least $10,000 per month consistently. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com, click on work with me at the top of the homepage and sign up to the mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs. Let's start working together to grow your business. I'll see you inside. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this with another female entrepreneur who might need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate, and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you next week.